Get ready to listen, learn, and earn CE hours. This podcast features content from an accredited CE activity provided by Calibri Healthcare. Visit EliteLearning.com slash podcasts for accreditation and disclosure statements and instructions on how you may be able to earn CE credits. I think we often say get comfortable with being uncomfortable because that's where the learning um, process really occurs. And when you can look at yourself objectively, which is hard, um, but really look at yourself and say, wow, I could have done that better, y- you know? Um, and then again, go back and ask someone, if you don't know how you could have done that better, but you know intuitively you should have, then ask somebody what they think you could have done better. Um, believe me, there's lots of people out there with some pretty amazing opinions, So, um, and they're more than willing to give them, so go ahead and ask. Hello and welcome to Building Your Own Credibility on and Off the Team. I'm Leanna McGuire. I will be your host for this podcast and it featuring Kathy Scott and Bridget Sarikas. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Good to be here. They are co-authors of Viral, Stupid Gone Viral. I was going to say Viral Gone Stupid, but it's Stupid Gone Viral. It works. Um, so we're going to talk today again about building your own credibility And today we're going to focus on, right now we're focusing on biases. So let's talk about bias. How does that have uh, implications when it comes to credibility and leadership? Well, we all come with a set of biases and it's our human tendencies because that's our brains filter out a lot of information. And in fact, we get, listen to this number, about 11 million um, pieces of information per second. So you think about that. It's crazy. Zipping through and, and your your brain wow. is trying to organize all that. So we often, you know, absorb some of that and file it and we fill in the missing information um, with other information, which may or may not be accurate, that comes out of our, our experiences um, growing up um, and ongoing as adults. So um, it impacts the way we think. And out of that come some biases that can take us do- down the wrong pathway at times. So it's really good to be aware of what your biases are and you know, really work at trying to understand yourself better. Yeah, I, th- I think sometimes when we have so many biases coming in, we just call that a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to to uh, good way to to summarize it. Yeah, interesting what you said, Kathy, about filling it in. Um, so, any past experiences or comments or anything that and and really the 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 past experiences could have been affected by previous biases before that. Correct, for sure. So, and we all do this. It, it's because we have so much information coming into our our heads. We have to take these mental shortcuts. Um, but there's a price to pay for that. So yeah, we and we we usually um, have a tendency to believe what we've seen most or believe we've seen most. So we we go with um, what's familiar to us, and that's not always right. Or and if we grew up right. with stereotypes and and um, prejudice, I mean that gets filtered in as well. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it. It's a problem for all of us, and we all need to cut each other slack with it, but also uh, get tuned into our own thinking. 
Right. And I think stress can also lead to that. You know, the more stressed we are, the the quicker we are to judge or go or fall back on our old perceptions or old biases um, because we're, we're just too quick to think. You know, we're not stopping to really think about what has what is occurring. So I think stress is a big factor in that as well. Time pressure. Whoa. I w- that's a, it's, oh, it's a killer. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I can see that in a big way. Um, I would also think that uh, given human nature, uh, and I'm just going with an assumption here, so please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that we as humans don't like to admit when we're wrong. So we probably perceive things in ways that support our already existing biases and opinions. Boy, is, that, is that ever true? And, and of course, that impacts the way we behave, doesn't it? So it doesn't just right. impact our thinking, but it impacts right. our perceptions, our behaviors, our choices. Um, and yeah, none of us want to look bad or feel stupid. So we do a lot of protecting ourselves um, along the way. Right, right. Sure. But how sad is that? Because when we can admit that we're wrong, you know, our teams really appreciate that so much better, you know, and then they start mirroring that good behavior. But when we show our own vulnerability, you know, even in our biases to our teams, that can be really helpful. It can be really a game changer for many. Yeah, I can see that. So let's talk about managing relationships in, in the face of biases. We call that social competence, um, but it's it okay. really um, being able to um, manage not just your own self, but have an understanding of what the other person is experiencing. It requires some empathy and um, tuning in, paying attention, and being able to uh-huh. manage those conversations and pick up on cues that um, are important to understanding those emotions below the surface. So it's pretty important in the workplace, particularly since we are really interdependent on each other now. We work in teams and it's all the more important to figure out how to work better together. For her. Yeah, I think Kathy said something really interesting there, truly about those conversations. You really have to learn how to listen. Um, because quite often, I mean, how many times have you probably had a manager or a one-up who, who was already thinking about or responding to something without even hearing what you said, and you had to stop and say, but that's not, that's not what I said, and they don't really care. <clears throat> they just keep moving on. So right. that can be very frustrating. Yeah, I can totally see that. And so is, is part of this process of managing relationships with people on the team, on your team, is maybe getting to the point where you consider the fact that you might actually be wrong in your perceptions? Oh, my. Yeah, I know. Yes. (laughs) But that that is really what this is all about. I mean, and there's some humility in that, but it's about about learning your own triggers. What's left me off? I mean, those those are, you know, some fallibilities in it that we should be paying attention to. What makes me fearful or aggressive or angry? So when you start recognizing those things in yourself, which isn't really fun, but it's important. Yeah. When you start recognizing that, then you know you're going to be better able to manage yourself. And that promotes, um, you know, 
uh, confidence. And it also promotes trust from your team. You're, you're keeping yourself wow. under control. Right. And I said, think sometimes you have to ask individuals um, to help you check in on yourself. You know, it's always good to have a friend, a colleague, or someone that you can bounce that off of and say, do I do this uh -huh. now? Can you, can you really watch the next time um, and help me figure this out because I sense that I'm doing that? Uh, that can be very helpful. And it's also a safe place to be because you're extending that, you're asking for that help to a friend or colleague. And they're much, I mean, they really are very good at helping you figure those things out. Yes, someone that you can trust to be honest with you. Exactly. Like you what don't want to go to the to the person who's always agreeing with you on everything. Well, maybe you do, right. but that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not the person to go to. Maybe you want exactly. to, but that is not the person to go to. So, can you learn how to do this, or is are we just stuck with how we're born to um, to uh, our our social competence level? It comes with genetics or whatever, however you want to put it. Well, that is the good news. Um, oh, good. We, these are all skills. Okay. Otherwise, we wouldn't be really talking about them because if you can't do anything about it, then we're kind of wasting our time. These are really skills good point. that we can drill down on and learn. And, you know, this is a lifelong learning process. So uh, we will probably never arrive. I don't know any real saints in this world, but, um, <laughs> but, to learn and practice skills over and over. So like if you notice yourself reacting, that's a huge red flag for you. Reacting. Oh. I wonder what that's about. Let's dig deeper. Uh, so yeah, you can learn <laughs> and, and grow and continue to get better. Yeah, I think we often say get comfortable with being uncomfortable because that's where the learning um, process really occurs. And when you can look at yourself objectively, which is hard, um, but really look at yourself and say, wow, I could have done that better, y you know? Um, and then again, go back and ask someone, if you don't know how you could have done that better, but you know, intuitively you should have, then ask somebody what they think you could have done better. Um, believe me, there's lots of people out there with some pretty amazing opinions. So, um, and they're more than willing to give them. So go ahead and ask. Okay. I would think that active listening would be an important part of this process yeah. as well. Any tips on that? Wow. Yeah. What is active listening? I mean, it, it, it's really zeroing in. Eye contact is a beautiful thing. So it means put your phone down, get off your computer, talk to me, um, and listen um, with a real intention to understand uh, what they're saying and with a willingness to even change your mind. Perfect. Yeah. But, it, but that's such a beautiful thing. I mean, think about how we ourselves love to be listened to, Yeah. right? So can't we extend that courtesy to others and listen intently, intentionally as well? Absolutely. Um, it sounds a lot like sending the ego to the back seat or out the back door. Well, yeah, and it's also, bit, it's anyway. an intention because a lot of times we're not trying to be rude or not really listen, but we're, our mind is someplace else or we're multitasking, which could be a very dangerous thing. And so it's, it's really getting much more intentional about how you interact with people, uh, particularly your team in the, in the workplace. Um, how do I want to come across? And, you know, it, it's, 
being intentional about improving your own leadership or your being a better team member. Uh, so get conscious. Yep. Yeah, I think um, the other day I had someone, they were driving and they're going to take a call and from me and they said, you know what, I'm going to pull over and have this conversation with you because I really want to be all in. And I thought that was so great. I thought, you know, they took the time. They also told me that they were doing that, which meant that they were really going to pay attention to what I had to say. So that goes a long way. It really meant a lot. Boy, that puts coins in the credit. Right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Instant credibility. Yeah. Yep. Um, marker. That's fantastic. So how do we get to know ourselves? What are some ways to get to know ourselves? We're talking about listening to others and paying attention, but that, I mean, you talked about how we need to get, uh, be aware of how we react, et cetera. But are there way, other ways to raise our awareness about ourselves um, as well, much as we, as others? Well, Bridget referred to getting feedback, always good. Um, I love that. And getting feedback from someone who will give you real feedback that you trust. Um, so powerful. Uh, and to also take time to um, think about your day. What went well? What didn't? What could I have done differently? Um, those those are all just basics that we don't take the time to do. And then, you know, create your list of um, what do I need to be more intentional about? How can I be uh, more empathetic? How can I listen better? Uh, it, so it really comes back to some mindfulness stuff about, you know, your day and who you are and how you come across. I think there's also some good behavioral surveys out there that you can take personally <laughs> that will help you hone in on that. You know, you can find them all over. You just Google them and they really can help you. Uh, they don't give you all the answers, but sometimes they lead you in the direction that you need to go. Fantastic. Okay, this is really, really good stuff. Any examples that you can give of a situation where bias has gotten in the way? <laughs> yeah, so many times. Uh, so just being females, you know, I would approach the world a bit differently than most males. Um, and and sometimes I think they should understand where I'm coming from and they don't. They don't they're not thinking like I am. Or a person of a of a different color or ethnic background. So often we assume they're experiencing the world like we are, but they don't. Uh. So they're coming at it from a very different place. And um, I, I I remember working with a group for about a year. It was in we were involved in a merge, and I came from a academic medical center. We were merging with a unionized, um, mostly. Um, uh, not at high acuity hospital. Uh, so very, very different, very different training uh, of the, the nurses and the physicians. And it took me quite a while to realize I was speaking a different language. I was approaching this work as if they all got the way I think. And it took me too long to figure that out. And that was based on my own biases that I came to the work, work um, the workplace with. And and over time, I started asking better questions and figuring out, holy cow, we got to go back to base and, and start over here because they didn't understand what I was saying and I didn't, I couldn't hear what they were saying to me. Wow. That's yeah. a really good example. Was, yeah. Yeah. That's a great one. 
Yeah, no, I think too, um, having worked uh, many years in supply chain in healthcare, one of the things that was so important for me because you have a very different perspective. You're you're buying, you're negotiating. You know, it becomes uh, very much a numbers game. What's really important is to partner with your clinical teams. Um, sometimes it's rounding with them and really understanding their perspective of why they may mm-hmm. need something. You know, um, you know, certainly when it comes to major clinical equipment, you know, not set. But when it comes to certain supplies, you may think it's so easy to not use that, where it's really important to understand what it's used for, the clinical perspective. And that coming together and partnering is so important because we both have biases, right, um, coming into it. You're just going to be on the financial side. You know, and the other supply chain may be, you know, you just want everything. Right. So it's really important to come together in a different way and have those conversations. That's a great example. Yeah, it is. It's a really good example. This conversation about bias, I mean, really, it's something that could be could go on for a very long time because there's so many intricacies and levels to it when you think about it. And I know that we're focusing on credibility on and off the team. So when we talk about off the team, for example, it's important when delivering patient care, I would think, to be aware of your biases as well. You bet. Delivering patient care, being home, being a parent or a spouse. Oh, my gosh. I mean, (laughs) I learn a lot about me from my sons. They're they're pretty free with their their feedback. (laughs) Uh, and then, um, <laughs> they always have to tell me so I can learn. <laughs> anyway, um, and you know, a lot of times I think, doggone it, they're right. Uh, so yeah, it's important, you know, in your team of colleagues, it's important when you're interacting with patients, especially when they're from a different world than you live, a different socioeconomic uh, background or race or anything. It, You've got to really tune into yourself and how you're coming across and and communicating um, with them and and listening to what they have to say or what they aren't right. saying that you should be picking up on. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's a I think those are such great points. And, you know, they have a way of grounding us, really getting us back to ground zero, you know, because sometimes we really get way ahead of ourselves or we're so into our head thinking about something and someone can come back and just bring, bring us right down to earth and have us think differently. And I think that that's, the, well, it's certainly the beauty of children. It's also the pain of them sometimes, but it, it can um, be the beauty of everyone, right? So Right, right, right. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's tricky, this bias piece, because it's not always a conscious thing, you know, but, no. uh, but I love the feedback. I think that's probably the best way to find out what's going on. That's excellent advice. Well, thank you so much. So we've been talking today about biases and we will continue the conversation of building your own credibility on and off the team. We're going to uh, have a follow-up podcast and we'll talk about trust. And thank you, Kathy and Bridget, for uh, this interesting conversation. Uh, We encourage you to explore all of the available podcasts and learning on EliteLearning.com. This is Leanna McGuire for Elite Learning with Calibri Healthcare. This podcast featured content from an accredited CE activity provided by Calibri Healthcare. Visit EliteLearning.com slash podcasts for accreditation and disclosure statements and instructions on how you may be able to earn CE credits. Take your learning to the next level by subscribing to more podcasts on compelling healthcare topics. 